Warning, this episode may contain dramatic content. Listen at your own risk. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Warning. Oh, you, how dare you? Why can't I see that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Don't give a warning. Sis, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should have this. Warning. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. Good morning, passengers, and welcome aboard Bachelor Airways Flight 2021. Please present your boarding passes upon entering this aircraft, leave your dignity at the door, and get ready for a bumpy ride. Our captain today is Jimmy Nicholson, who is currently not on the payroll of this airline. He may grab you for a quick chat at any point during this flight. Our cabin manager today is Osher Ginsberg, also known to some as Australia's very own Ryan Seacrest and formerly known as Andrew G. He'll direct you to the nearest exits should we find ourselves in an emergency situation and by should I mean when. Our lovely flight attendants today are crack smoking producer A and B. Before departure, please pay close attention to the in-flight entertainment they will be providing for you. Beverages will be serviced at their discretion, depending on how much embarrassing footage we need of you. The only baggage we allow on this flight is emotional baggage, and we have no weight or size restrictions here at Bachelor Airways. You can store your carry-on baggage and sanity in the overhead compartments. Smoking of any kind is not permitted on this aircraft, unless, of course, you're smoking hot. However, alcohol and recreational drugs are encouraged. If you start to feel sick at any point during this flight or have consumed too much alcohol, spew bags can be found in the compartment of the seat directly in front of you. But do try hold it in and smile for the cameras. Please stay in your allocated seat and remain seated for the duration of this flight. Unless, of course, you do not receive a rose and in that case, please kindly fuck off. If you do decide to disembark the aircraft, you will not be allowed back on board and blue ticks will not be allocated. And for our first class passengers up front, our contestants, if you require any special assistance or a lifeline off this aircraft, please assume the brace position and contact so dramatic and they will be able to assist you immediately. Just kidding. There is no first class on Bachelor Airways. We're all in this and economy together. Ladies and gentlemen, please stow away your tray tables now and fasten your seatbelts as we do expect a lot of turbulence and tears during this flight and we're likely to crash. But don't forget, this journey is all about trust. Just in case, please strap yourselves in and say your final goodbyes to family and friends before turning off all personal electronics, including laptops and mobile phones. Don't forget to hand your Instagram accounts over to crack smoking producer A if you're seated on the left hand side of the aircraft and crack smoking producer B if you're seated on the right. Please ensure aeroplane mode is switched on before doing so. Here at Bachelor Airways, we have very strict protocol around the treatment of our cabin crew. Our captain, Sir Jimmy, has already kicked the only redhead off this flight, so there will be no Zoe Claire the sequel today. We will be flying direct to our destination, Le Chateau, formerly known as the Bachi Mansion, which will be approximately eight weeks away with a drawn-out rose ceremony every 10 minutes. One final warning to passengers, hearts will be broken and reputations will be ruined during this flight. So sit back and enjoy the ride and I hope you all came here for the right reasons. Thank you for purchasing a one-way ticket to hell and choosing Bachelor Airways to take you there. Our planes are made by Channel 10. In the case of an emergency, consider yourself deceased. 
Coming up today, The Bachelor is up, up and away, but is Jimmy really a pilot? And why do his family look so white? And why has Jimmy been positioned as a diverse person of colour lead when he doesn't identify as such? Everything you need to know about the women vying for Jimmy's heart, including their many, many connections to the reality TV pyramid scheme. Two Batchy Babes had history with Jimmy before the show. The real truth about Steph's spicy gaming content and more intel that might explain Holly's shocking hashtag MAGA post. Lots of Beauty and the Geek spoilers and juicy tidbits and even more Farmer Wants a Wife scandals than you'll find straw in a haystack, including an illegitimate pregnancy, cheating scandals, yes plural, and all the reunion bombshells we have to look forward to. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start, as always, with our celebrity sightings of the week. XOXO Gossip Girl. Spotted our GoFundMe entrepreneur, Amanda Mikolaf, looking for a housemate. Her recent advertisement on flatmates.com reads, Looking for a female housemate. Details below. Looking for a mature female with a stable career where paying rent will be easy to share the house with. Must be a bit of a neat freak. Keep all common areas clean. Be respectful about who is brought back to the house and understand that this is not a party house. Deal breakers. If you smoke pot, drink excessively or take drugs, this isn't the house for you. If you value your health, love to train or just lead a healthy lifestyle in general and you also love food, we will get along just fine. Let's hope Amanda finds the right candidate who likes pussies. I'm talking about her pet cat Smokey, by the way. XOXO. Spotted the Below Deck Australia cast parting up a storm at Northerlies in Airlie Beach during a filming break. They were ordering drinks at the bar and doing shots. This diligent So Dramatic spy also sent in photographic evidence. An A-plus for you on your report card this semester. In the photos, I can see past yachties Tumi Malongo, Benny Crawley, Magda Zymek and Aisha Jean having a blast. In other words, the whole crew was there. I will share these photos on Instagram at So Dramatic Media so you guys can take a look. XOXO. Spotted Naranga with the new girls from Beauty and the Geek and the old girls from Batchy. The beauties are Jessica, Eliza, Ira, Brianna, Gabrielle, who are all cuddling up to Naranga in the photos. Also pictured are, of course, our thirsty camels slash old ducks, Gemma White, Charlie Bond, and Marg Zagoulis from Lockie's season of The Bachelor. I will also post these on Instagram at sodramaticmedia.com. Wow, the reality TV pyramid scheme reaching even bigger heights again. Queen Nefertiti would be shaking. XOXO. Now let's get into the real juice. The Bachelor starring Jimmy Nicholson premiered this week and we're already off to a flying start. I am just going to put it on record right here, right now, that my predictions for this season are, drum roll please, I think Holly will win. The reason I think this is because, first of all, she got the wifey edit and an intro longer than Jimmy did. If that's not a spoiler, I don't know what is. Surely they could have been like a little more subtle in the first episode. Just a little bit. Secondly, Jimmy said that his celebrity crush was Carrie Bickmore. And Holly looks exactly like Carrie. It's like they're long lost sisters or twins or something. If that is not a spoiler, I don't know what is. Great. I just cannot wait to invest 1,000 hours of my life into watching this bloke pick a petite, blue-eyed blonde who lives up the road from him. 
Hashtag gamble responsibly. Oh my God, oh my God. The rumour mill was in overdrive this week that our Bachelor pilot Jimmy, also known as a human Ken doll, may not be a real pilot after all. Warner Brothers seems to think he's legit because they're riding pretty fucking hard on the fact that Jimmy spends his days in the sky. So much so that they have revolved every single promo for the series around every cheesy pilot plane slash flight slash aviation pun they could pull out of the sky. Jimmy should have gotten Lockie style love and honor tattoos on his chest, but instead it says fasten your seatbelts. Then we really would have been sure. Now, if there's anything reality TV has taught us, it's that not everything you see is to be believed. This is a case for the FBI, i.e. me. Photos of the Sydney Cider emerged on social media this week showing him working as a lifeguard. And if this is the case, you can find me at the local beach suddenly forgetting how to swim. However, a former colleague of Jimmy's confirmed to So Dramatic that old mate Jimbo is definitely a real pilot. They said... He flies many passengers. He did Rex SF340 and Jetstar A320 aircrafts. Passenger flights are called RPT flights, regular passenger transport. Both Rex and Jetstar are RPT. Don't believe everything you hear. Another colleague told So Dramatic, Jimmy did start off as a cargo pilot, but eventually was a commercial pilot. And he used to fly to Sydney and Bali, but also regional passenger flights. Jimmy also addressed the rumours on Nova's Fitzy and Whipper this week, explaining that he was temporarily stood down as a pilot due to the coronavirus pandemic last year and decided to put his free time to good use and volunteer at the Coogee Surf Life Saving Club. Wow, a man who is hot and cares about people's well-being. Mark me down as impressed and horny. So Belinda was right. He does qualify for Job Seeker. It's also interesting to note that Jimmy's LinkedIn page when he was announced as The Bachelor listed him as a first officer at Jetstar Australia. So tick. It also listed him as an owner and director at Palm Beach Pods, which from what I can see is a moving and storage company. Prior to that, he also worked in property sales at McGrath Real Estate in Palm Beach. So you could say Sir Jimmy is very multi-talented. The LinkedIn profile has since been removed, wiped from the internet, just like Steph's gaming content. More on that in a minute. But I find this very weird because if I worked in property, aviation and own my own company, I would make sure everyone knew about it. I would be shouting it from the goddamn rooftops. Oh my God, oh my God. Channel 10 were praised for bringing a much needed element of diversity to the Bachelor franchise when they cast Jimmy Nicholson for the role. This week, lots of people were very curious about what Jimmy's ethnicity is as he has been pitched as a diverse person of color lead, when in fact, he has actually said that he doesn't identify as such and his family look very white and also identify as white. Side note, they also look like they'd fallen straight out of a country road catalogue. Although where I'm from, linen shirts are a little bit of a red flag. But despite the red flags, i.e. Jimmy's walk-in robe of linen shirts, I would still happily marry him just for his parents' 10 million plus waterfront mansion in Palm Beach, also known as the home of home and away and rich people. Going from his parents' house to the Batchy mansion is like... Dropping from a first class to a middle seat in economy. Just saying. Side note from the side note. I call absolute BS on this guy being only 31, hot, super rich, and still not being able to find someone to date. I mean, come on. So anyway, there has been plenty of speculation about where the Sydney Cider and his family originally hail from. 
A friend of Jimmy's tells So Dramatic that his olive skin is a throwback gene to his great-grandmother who was Fijian Indian. His parents were both born in New Zealand. They said at school his friends would joke that he was adopted and gave him a racist nickname that I will not be repeating on this podcast. His nickname has and always been I could never bring myself to comfortably say it, even though he never seemed to take an issue with it. A second friend who has known Jimmy for quite some time, early high school days in fact, told So Dramatic, I'm extremely skeptical of how they're trying to angle him as the new diverse bachelor, as if he's a person of color. I never ever ever knew he had any Fijian heritage. His mum and dad and sister are the whitest people alive, and everyone thought it was funny that he was so dark considering that. To the point that for years and years at school, brackets, Riverview Private School, all his mates there called him as a nickname because he was literally the darkest out of all of them. So Jimmy got the gene that allows him to tan easily without refoil or Bondi Sands, plus the gene of crisp white Dr. D teeth, plus the gene of unlimited wealth. I guess some people are born blessed, others are born Nicholson's. Jimmy also told Sydney Morning Herald of his heritage. He said, It's only since becoming The Bachelor, hearing people referring to me as a person of colour, that I've considered myself that. If I also don't fit the typical mould, it's great that people are embracing a bit of diversity. But it's weird for me to think of myself as anything other than a boy from the northern beaches. So, why have Channel 10 decided to label Jimmy as a person of colour and position him as the most diverse Bachelor casting yet, since Blake Garvey anyway, our second Bachelor who is biracial, when Jimmy actually doesn't identify as a person of colour himself, or even as diverse, and nor do his family. It seems very odd and almost like they're trying to tick a box without actually ticking the box. I have reached out to Channel 10 for a comment, but they had not responded at the time of recording. But The Bachelor's executive producer, Hilary Inez, did tell Sydney Morning Herald that Jimmy's background was not one of the reasons why he was chosen for the role. She said, We are obviously experiencing a bit of a moment right now, with audiences hungry to see more diversity on the small screen. The first thing we were struck by with Jimmy was the fact that he was a genuinely lovely man. To be honest, we didn't even talk about his heritage until about the third interview when he actually made a joke about it. Apparently, at some point in his childhood, he realized he had brown skin and asked his mum about it and discovered his great-grandmother was Fijian. But it certainly wasn't something we set out to do. We need to find someone who ticks this box. So The Bachelor's EP has actually admitted that Jimmy was not cast for the role because of his diversity. However, when they announced Jimmy as The Bachelor, this is what they were focusing on. So it does seem a bit odd and like they are capitalizing on the fact that Jimmy is a little bit diverse. I mean, it is a step in the right direction. So let's just hope that Channel 10 continue on this path. And hopefully next season we see a person of color and someone who identifies as such in the lead role. Oh my God. Oh my God. One tip off I received this week about Jimmy that I wanted to share just to give us all some hope for this godforsaken show and show you guys that I am a balanced journalist and this podcast isn't just about the ugly. It's about the good, the bad, and the ugly. One source gushed to So Dramatic, full honesty, Jimmy is such an amazing and well-rounded guy. I have so many mutual friends with him in Bondi and have never heard one negative word about him. The ladies are really going to fight for him this season. He's not just a catch. 
He's a keeper, smiley face emoji. P.S. My friend in Bondi has had a crush on him for a while and now she's devo she missed her chance. (laughs) Crying face emoji. No wonder Bondi is the center for the COVID cluster. There is so much incest and intercourse going on there. Anyone would think it's a small town in West Virginia. Oh my God. Oh my God. As we all know by now, the reality TV pyramid scheme truly knows no bounds. And Jimmy's season is no exception. In fact, It is the epitome of MLM. Jacinta Boys is said to have been headhunted by producers to appear on the show. She is close friends with Aggie Guardini from Ellie and Becky's season of The Bachelorette. Aggie told So Dramatic, yes, she's a mate from Melbourne. She's a good chick and she's got a good sense of humor. You would like her, I think. Jacinta also has more celeb connections than just Aggie. Her sister Brittany is actually married to tennis player and Channel 9 presenter Sam Groth. So Dramatic has also been informed that Jacinta dated rapper Jay West for three years. A source dishes, I don't know if you know him, but Jay West was a big deal back in the early 2000s. Jacinta's been around the Melbourne club scene for a while. She also dated chef Matt Butcher, who is best mates with AFL player Dale Thomas. She's also friends with NBL player Chris Goulding, AFL star Brendan Favola, foreman Dan from the block and his wife, Danny. But... That is not all, folks. Jacinta also knew The Bachelor himself. Yes, Jacinta and Jimmy have history. Grab your notebooks, pencils, sit up straight and pay attention if you're at the back of the class and get ready to start taking some notes for this one, guys. A source very close to Jimmy and Jacinta told this juicy story to So Dramatic. They said Jacinta lived with a girl named Georgia, who is her best friend and housemate. Georgia used to sleep with Jimmy prior to Jacinta going on the show. Not only that, but Jacinta had actually met Jimmy before on a couple of occasions. Jacinta's ex-boyfriend, Matt Butcher, is a pretty well-known chef in Melbourne and Sydney, and he hosted an event where he opened a new restaurant. Jacinta was obviously there, and Jimmy was also there as George's date. The event was small and intimate, an influencer-type event. They also both attended a number of the same social events as well. Jacinta also spoke to Jimmy on FaceTime a couple of times, when he was with her friend Georgia because she was dating him and Jacinta was always with Georgia. Okay, so Jacinta and Jimmy met in person on a few occasions by the sounds of it. Plus, they've chatted on FaceTime a few times as well. So they've had quite a few interactions before filming. I hope you're all following because this is where it gets juicy. The friend continues, but fast forward to the mansion and Jacinta had forgotten him and didn't realize the connection. The fact they had met several times or who Jimmy was until after she left the mansion. She had completely forgotten about him and hadn't recognized him because he was really boring. Not at all interesting and never had anything much to say when he was dating her housemate. So she had no memory of him whatsoever. Awkward. It was only after she got out and told Georgia and she was like, um, (laughs) don't you remember that guy? So Jacinta had completely forgotten about Jimmy. Not a memorable guy, very interesting. However, Jimmy did remember Jacinta. The source says, whilst Jacinta didn't recognize Jimmy, he recognized her, but he didn't say anything. After she told Georgia, she realized what had happened and it all made sense. And she realized that's why he'd sent her home. When he booted her from the mansion, it was really abrupt. He definitely remembered her. We think that's why he sends her home early as he was probably feeling awkward about having dated her friend. None of this was ever disclosed to producers. Wow. 
confirmation that the reality TV world is as incestual as we thought. Oh my God, oh my God. Another girl who has links to the reality TV web of incest is Annabelle Regan, a brunette girl number 12. She was booted on the very first night and unfortunately will not be making it as an Instagram influencer now. Belle has a number of links to reality TV alum, including Adam Todd and Pascal Wallace from Ellie and Becky season, Belle Cowell from Lockie season, Davey Lloyd from Georgia Love season, and Jamie Gardner from Married at First Sight. However, Annabelle not only has connections to other reality stars, but also to Jimmy himself. She matched with Jimmy on Tinder before the show. A source reveals to So Dramatic, Annabelle saw Jimmy on dating apps all the time because they're both from Bondi and they eventually matched. They both pretended they didn't know each other on the red carpet. Belle mentioned this at the cocktail party to the other girls and it got back to the producers. They were worried she was going to make him look bad, so they told him to send her home. Last year, I think it was during my interview with Nadine, maybe Rachel, I forget now. There's been way too much tea poured on this podcast. We revealed that producers do often do this. Edit out anything that makes The Bachelor look bad, including girls walking out or wanting to leave. So it makes sense why they would be hesitant to keep Belle around, right? Now, whilst it was reported that this was a huge drama and scandal on set, that's not exactly how it went down. An on-set source tells So Dramatic, it wasn't a big drama like it's been made out to be. That is all made up. It was one comment and it was said in passing. Belle did tell the girls she'd seen him on the apps, but didn't badmouth him at all. The girls actually had a giggle about it because they thought that it was funny. Belle's friend Pascal Wallace then commented on Instagram after her eviction saying, What happens when you call out The Bachelor for being a Bondi dating app pest for the past three years? Maybe that's where the fake news outlet, who shall not be named, got their intel from and added a little bit of creative license to their news. Oh my God, oh my God. Occupational therapist from Melbourne, Brooke Cleal, is also mates with Pascal. Not much else to say, except that Brooke is our stage five clinger this season for sure. The Roxy Kenny of the season, minus the swearing and bird flipping. For those of you who may not remember, Brooke is the one who grabbed Jimmy's, shall we say, gear stick during the plane date and baked him the tasty love cake slash producers purchased from the cheesecake shop. But anyway, she believes that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And she's probably right. I usually just offend and insult the guys I want to date. And that's probably why I'm still single. I am putting my money on Brooke to be our runner-up this season. Oh my God, oh my God. Next up, nutritionist Jacinta Lau. She is the one who rocked up ready to play roulette on the tables in Vegas, wearing a Britney Spears residency outfit. She tried to checkmate Jimmy with the chess game on the red carpet, but she lost. So let's hope she's not actually planning on playing roulette in Vegas because the odds are not looking great. She's also friends with Aggie and Pascal from Ellie and Becky's season of The Bachelorette. God, Pascal gets around, doesn't he? I think he might be our latest super spreader, good old Pascal. He confessed to So Dramatic that he was actually texting Jay before his Bachelorette experience, but nothing much ever eventuated. He said she's an absolute sweetheart, has nothing but nice things to say about her, and is an absolute legend, and he reckons she will go far. And I do too. Top three contender for sure. Oh my God, oh my God. Gold Coast hair salon owner Stevie Gray also has links to past Bachelor stars, including Naranga, Charlie Bond and Gemma White from Lockie Season. 
A friend of Stevie's dished her so dramatic. She's honestly the best and nicest human you will ever meet. I swear to God. <laughs> if they give her a bad edit, I'll probably kill someone. Just a little bit aggressive, but I do love a loyal ride or die chick. Oh my God. Oh my God. Another Gold Coast gal, beauty therapist Tatum Hargraves. She knows Rosemary Sortel from Lockie's season of The Bachelor, aka Penguin Girl. One source dishes to so dramatic. She was also Abby Gilmore's manager and PR chick for the last 12 months or so, but she moved to Queensland with heavy Victoria lockdowns last year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's for the business boom. She's a brow technician, but she's super lovely and I hope she's there for love and finds it. Her dad owns Boxing Fit in Port Melbourne. They are friends with a lot of AFL wags, including Jessie Murphy, who is her sister Brody's best friend. So surely it's a blue tick scavenger hunt. <laughs> I love that. I'm stealing that joke. A second source slash client of her eyebrow business said, Tatum has done my eyebrows for a few years. She's so down to earth. I hope TV does her justice. She's extremely sweet and such a boss babe. I actually called this to my boyfriend about 12 months ago when Tim Hanley was tagging her on his Insta stories, brackets, before he blocked me. <laughs> Join the club, babe. Join the club. And I thought she'd end up going on Batchy. She was posting a bunch of self-help stuff and Tim Sims was reposting and sharing. So she knows one of our super spreaders, Tim Sims. Let's just hope that they were only friends and nothing more. Oh my God. Oh my God. Eleanor Louise is a Bondi-based personal trainer. So it's no surprise that she's got a few links to the blue tick community already too. She's friends with Leilani from Lockie's season of The Bachelor, as well as our girl Kiki Morris from Richie's season. And one source told So Dramatic, she works at Fitness First in Bondi Junction. She worked with the blonde girl who is on Beauty and the Geek right now. Not very specific. <laughs> they didn't say which blonde girl and there are a million blonde girls on Beauty and the Geek, Sophie Monk included. I guess if you've seen one blonde beauty, you've seen them all. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it wouldn't be a reality TV pyramid scheme without our OG super spreader, Kieran Stott, who was at the very center of our ancestral reality TV web. He is friends with Tani Leeson from this season. Surprise, surprise. She is a stunning blonde who actually looks a little bit like his ex, Kiki Morris. So no surprises there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now on to one of my favorite contestants so far this season, our Twitch super gamer, Stephanie Lynch. She is friends with Leilani from Lockie's season of The Bachelor. Leilani gets around a little bit too, doesn't she? Steph got the crazy person music on the tarmac. There is nothing worse than going on The Bachelor than getting the crazy person music. Except, of course, going on The Bachelor and getting no airtime whatsoever. Also, guys, did you know Steph stated pilots before? Babe, where are you finding all these pilots? Let me know. She must just be like hanging out at airports all day. Dating pilots must be like the new dating tradies. Except, of course, they drive a plane, not a Hilux. So Dramatic Spies were interested to see more of this gaming content that Steph had mentioned on the show. And when they went sleuthing for it, as any good So Dramatic Spy would do, they noticed that Steph had actually wiped all of her gaming content from Twitch before The Bachelor aired. Now, I've been in this game, pun intended, long enough to know that Channel 10 must have made her wipe this content from the web leading me to be even more curious and suspicious about the kind of content she was putting on there. We also know that background checks slash any type of checks 
are basically non-existent on this show and they really do not know how to dot their T's and cross their I's. Thank you to some so dramatic spies. I have managed to get my hands on some of Steph's gaming content and it's, well, rather underwhelming actually. Let me play you some audio from her Twitch. You kill me, I'll never forgive you. That's all I'm saying. Oh, what the fuck is that? A lot of people were speculating that Steph was gaming topless, <laughs> but she isn't at all. Not that there is anything wrong with that, even if she was. A gamer told me these claims are completely untrue because it's actually against their terms of service anyway. They also said that Steph's content was never smutty content. That stuff would get you banned. A subscriber to Steph's channel said, it's mainly her chat that gets a bit hectic but racism and sexism gets you an instant ban. She doesn't do any of that. Her motto is, healy fast and eat ass. <laughs> that needs to be made into a bumper sticker or something. She's a different cat and makes me laugh my guts out daily. She's just gaming and looking hot whilst doing it. Go Steph, breaking down gaming and gender stereotypes. We love to see it. Oh my God, oh my God. And last, but definitely not least, our gorgeous wifey and marketing manager, which for those who don't understand, is influencers speak for I do it for the gram. Holly Kingston, who I am nicknaming Holly from marketing. She is already very well entrenched in the Sydney social scene. She's best friends with model and e-host Francesca Hung. Last year's runner-up Bella Varellis said on Instagram that her friend Holly was going on the show a few months ago as well, so she also appears to know Bella. This week's So Dramatic Spies alerted me to two posts on Holly's Instagram. The first being that she's an actor, leading many of us to question whether she's in it for love or a blue tick. But let's be honest, who really is there for the right reasons? The second post was from 2018. She's in America on some canyon posting next to a USA flag with her dog. The caption reads, hashtag MAGA, which we all know is an acronym for Make America Great Again, as well as Donald Trump's infamous presidential tagline, and it is loaded and linked to racism and white supremacy. God, it wouldn't be a season of The Bachelor without a little controversy, right? I reshared this alongside poetry that I thought was rather clever, if I do say so myself. Roses are red, violets are blue, let's hope Jimmy votes red too. After a few too many reds, guys. <laughs> creative genius strikes. Shiraz really gets those creative juices flowing, let me tell ya. This post then gained some traction online, as well as a little bit of outrage and shock that our sweet wifey Holly was unfortunately a Trump supporter. Holly then issued a public statement the following day, clarifying that the post was made in jest and with complete sarcasm. When I saw this, I was like, Thank God. A dark joke, so dark, no one got it. I've made plenty of those in my time. Glad we cleared that up. Despite Holly using the MAGA hashtag with absolutely zero context, so unsure what the joke really was, but let's give her the benefit of the doubt. However, until a family friend of Holly's reached out and told So Dramatic that they do not think it was a joke at all because her family are, and I quote, a very conservative Mossman family. They said, you know that MAGA stuff you found? Her brother is actually a young liberal who lives in New York and is always posting pro-Trump stuff. It wouldn't be unbelievable that she liked Trump as well, based on her brother's staunch and very public views and constant advocacy for Trump. 
Now, I do want to make a little note here, a little disclaimer, that I am in no way saying that everyone holds the same views, political, social or otherwise, as their family, but it is an interesting piece of intel nonetheless. They then sent me an article her brother wrote for The Spectator. Now, for those who don't know The Spectator, myself included before today, I have been told that The Spectator is the conservative publication, an extremely right-wing publication. One article he wrote for The Spectator has the headline under the vertical highlighted in red and called flat white, might I add. Why does the left keep making the same mistake? And throughout the piece, he gives extreme criticism to the woke movement. In the article, he calls gender pronouns a self-serving political calculation and virtue signaling. He accuses the woke progressives of having an agenda centered on niche identity politics issues with profoundly disturbing implications that are overtaking practical issues like repaying the mortgage and getting the kids through school. He also references the work of misogynist Jordan Peterson, he also calls the left lunatics who are totally out of touch with the mainstream. Let me read an excerpt from this article. He says, second, political attacks from the left will continue to take on a moral dimension. Anyone who disagrees with a woke perspective is not merely incorrect, but a bad person. Question mass immigration. You are a xenophobe. Question gender theory. Transphobe. Criticize Islam. Islamophobe. Perversely, this mindset reflects the very intolerance it targets. It is an ugly and corrosive feature of modern discourse that strokes division and corrupts free speech. My suspicion is the woke brigade may be able to live with that, so long as they can take comfort in knowing that they are more tolerant, more inclusive, and more virtuous than anyone who disagrees with them. Whilst Joe Biden's legitimate victory should have provided a roadmap to the sensible center, he is already drifting back into the waters of institutional racism and gender symbolism. Yawn. Now, it is a very long and long-winded article with a lot of boring political jargon. So I will share the article on Instagram at So Dramatic Media so you guys can read it in full if you are interested in more. If Holly makes it all the way to hometowns, it should be very interesting. Now, I actually do just really want to emphasize the here that I am in no way saying that Holly's brother's or family's views are reflective of her own. God... <laughs> My dad is a flat earther and subscriber to every single conspiracy theory under the sun. I would hate anyone to automatically assume that I am too. We've all got that one family member whose views are a little out there. Take it from me. But it is an interesting observation to make. Maybe she was taking the piss out of Trump and her brother. Either that or our initial reaction to the MAGA post was right. Pun intended. Oh my God. Oh my God. Just a few little slash big batchy bombshells. The first one we already pretty much know from Nadine Codsey's chaotic, yet iconic, rogue tea-spilling interview with So Dramatic last year. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. It is truly a Martin Scorsese masterpiece, but I will include this bit of goss just in case we have any newbies listening. A source said, So, I have a friend who is a producer for Channel 10. The Batchy's first night is actually filmed over two to three days. If you pay close attention, you can see the girl's hair losing curl, changing, etc. throughout the ep. So there's plenty of time for drama over two days of shooting one episode. So in other words, they would have shot more than enough content for a three-part trilogy at least. All of which was left on the cutting room floor. But hey, what's new? Another onset source said that the dates are going to be adventure-packed. Bike riding, motorbike riding, surfing, hiking, jet skiing, hot air balloons, surfing, swimming, 
all of which are my idea of hell on earth. And of course, flying. Lots and lots of flying. We all know Jimmy is a little bit of an adrenaline junkie and a pilot. Guys, did you know that Jimmy's a pilot? Another source says that Jimmy kisses more girls than any bachelor before him. He has already admitted that he kisses two to three girls on some nights, but I am told almost every girl scores a kiss from old mate Jimbo this season. Lucky ducks. And the biggest villains, yes, plural, of this season are going to be our gamer girl Steph, no surprises there, and spooky cowgirl Sierra. You do not need to be a tarot card reader to predict that. There are going to be at least three walkouts, but my source says it won't be positioned like that on air because obviously they don't want to make Jimmy look bad. Plus, Jimmy boots one girl from the mansion after a huge controversy that goes down. Plus, we have another dog sea scandal coming our way. Well, almost. One girl calls another girl a see you next Tuesday. So grab the popcorn for that, guys. Lick it up, girls, fighting over one man and lots of unhinged drama. Ladies and gentlemen, now we're talking. Looks like there's a little bit of turbulence up ahead. Fasten your seatbelts. Oh my God, oh my God. It has been revealed that The Bachelor's most important and consistent character, besides Osher, of course, has moved. The famous Batchy Mansion has packed up its bag and left where it served as the backdrop for three Bachelor and three Bachelorette seasons a relationship longer than most of our winners. They've upped the grounds and the game for Jimmy Nicholson and Brooke Blurden this year. The new Batchy Pad is located in Sydney's Northwest in Dural and is a $6.3 million property and French-inspired mansion known as Le Chateau. Talk about a glow up. The mansion has an indoor swimming pool and due to the fact that they film the series in winter and have an indoor pool, If we do not get 1,670 photos of Jimmy taking off his top and slowly diving in, then the producers just do not understand what the single women of Australia want. The grounds are also promised to be larger and easier to house the group dates, with locations a little harder to nab this year with COVID. The larger grounds will make it easier for production, making for some really exhilarating viewing of some of the patches of grass. Now, not only that, but turns out the Bachelor Mansion is also part of the reality TV pyramid scheme as well. A former Beauty and the Geek contestant told So Dramatic that the Batchy Mansion is the same mansion where the old Beauty and the Geek was filmed. She explained... They section a side wing of the house off for production and there's a separate living quarters with kitchen, etc. for the person who is there after filming crew leave. There is also a guest house at the back of the property near the tennis court where Bernard, the host, lived during filming. So maybe that's where they will keep Jimmy. Then there are three, maybe four, huge bedrooms with walk-in wardrobes for the contestants. Wow, sounds like a mansion fit for a king and queen and his 23 consorts. Oh my God, oh my God. Now for some Beauty and the Geek bombshells for all the people who aren't watching. (laughs) After spilling some tea in episode 87 that explored whether or not the geeks are actually real geeks, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. It is super, super interesting. I had even more intel land on my desk this week to add to our ongoing investigation. It's an open case. One source told So Dramatic, I have worked with geek Frank at a hospital in Sydney and can confirm he's very much a geek. He's lovely and a bit awkward with the ladies. He's definitely into sports and I think he wants to be a sports medicine physician. A second source, a former Beauty and the Geek contestant, in fact, provided even more intel. They said, I was on Beauty and the Geek and they are 1000% geeks. They just dress them like that to fit the part. 
and they don't get haircuts, etc. while in the house, so it grows out. Same with the beauties. They make you dress more girly, etc. Wear pink and ugly shit I would never usually wear. Some of the geeks think they are cool, but for example, things they would talk about would be Star Wars and zombie apocalypses. Stuff normal people wouldn't discuss. <laughs> Lol. I love how this girl thinks that like anyone who plays video games is not considered a normal person. <laughs> Our gamer girl Steph would be shaking. The Beauty and the Geek contestant added, they dress them differently, but they are deaf dweebs. Savage. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now for some Beauty and the Geek spoilers. If you do not want to know the outcome of the finale, skip ahead right now. Josie and George, who are partnered up on the show, actually hook up and fall in love. They end up dating after the show, but it doesn't really go anywhere because they live in separate states and hashtag COVID vibes. Now for the winners, Josie and George are in the finals, but they place runner up. They are beaten by Kira and Lockie, who I think are everyone's favorite contestants this season. Oh my God. Oh my God. Just before we get into our massive, massive Farmer Wants a Wife investigation today, just a few little random tidbits. I have heard from a very good source that Spencer Pratt, aka Pratt Daddy from the Hills, was approached to star on Australian Big Brother and was offered a whopping eight-figure sum. However, he turned it down. Wow. His crystal business must be making absolute bank. Friggin' Rothschild Bank to turn down an eight-figure sum. Devastating news we will not be seeing Spencer on Australian Big Brother because I am a stan. A production source from MasterChef tells So Dramatic, on MasterChef, all meals are actually approved a few days before they are made, and they are cooked by Channel 10 chefs first. Photos are taken for the episode, so they can make sure that the meal will suit and taste for the episode. So it's all well and truly fake. Oh my God. So even the producers on MasterChef, a wholesome cooking show, are manipulative little bastards and cooking up a false narrative. Move over maths. And lastly, touching on something that I went into detail in episode 87 regarding the new and very strict contract that all of the Bachelor contestants have been made to sign this season. A source tells So Dramatic, my best girlfriend was in the final stages of being on this year's Batchy, but bailed because of all the social and legal pressures. There are way too many loopholes. You're basically signing your life away for social media gain. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, guys. Now for our most scandalous story of the week. This is massive tea. The farmer wants a wife cheating and pregnancy scandals that went down when the camera stopped rolling and that no one saw coming. Seems like some of this year's Farmer Wants a Wife contestants took rolling in the hay a little too literally because word on the street is that one of the ladies from this season is pregnant and not to the farmer she was paired up with. Hashtag scandal. Sources tell So Dramatic that one of the ladies from Farmer Matt's Farm on the beloved reality show allegedly hooked up with Farmer Will when the cameras stopped rolling and is now preparing to have his baby. I did reveal which woman it was on Patreon. So if you do want to find out and you want more details on this super, super scandalous story, go on there and have a sticky beak. One source tells So Dramatic, Will cheats on his final girl with Beep. She's now knocked up. 
The source also said that Will doesn't want a bar of her now and is ghosting her. So to answer the question everyone was DMing me about this week, are Jamie and Will still together? I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Source 2 tells So Dramatic, Will fucked another girl too, not from his farm, and maybe even more. He cheated on the girl he chose with others off other farms. He's disgusting. The reunion will be full of lies. It's actually gross. Poor girls. Wow. This is wild. This is absolutely wilder than maths. Oh my God. Source 3 tells So Dramatic. Farmer Will slept with girls from another farm between the last episode and the reunion episode, even though he was supposed to still be with the girl he picked. Unsure if it will play out on the show? I highly doubt it. This show is worse than maths. Bryce must be shattered that Farmer Wants a Wife has outdone his baby and engagement announcement. But yep, Will got with other girls from other farms. Source 4 dishes to So Dramatic. Honestly, I had no clue about Will and until you shared it. I knew the girls were planning on releasing something about him, but I didn't know what it was going to be. I have nothing nice to say about Will. Once I found out some of the things prior to the reunion that he had done, I couldn't even look at him and I haven't spoken a word to him since. Tea. Guys, my mind is officially blown. Like, not even a Married at First Sight producer could make this shit up. Now, it hasn't yet been confirmed whether the pair first hooked up during filming or after the farmers picked their final women, but rumor has it Will and the lass got a little bit naughty while filming the show's group camping trip. Regardless, we do know that it will make for some great freaking TV once the reunion hits screens in August. One contestant shockingly tells So Dramatic that none of the other women knew about the pregnancy scandal at the reunion. We all know that Farmer Wants a Wife loves a wholesome storyline and a good success story, with the series taking credit for nine marriages and 23 babies to date. But despite the unconventionality of it, our source thinks the Will baby daddy drama will have a positive light shone on it once producers work their magic. Another source dishes to So Dramatic, Farmer Wants a Wife will make them spin the story that it's a success thanks to them. It'll be the next farmer baby, blah, blah, blah. Interesting to note, Will's bio says that he was raised on a 1,500-acre cattle farm and hopes to raise a family there one day. You know what they say, be careful what you wish for. The farmer who did get his happily ever after at the finale was Matt, Farmer Matt who chose Tara. However, it seems like a lot of cow shit has gone down between the finale and filming of the reunion because after what she posted on Instagram this week, it's pretty clear that they are no longer together. So Tara shared one screenshot of a message she sent to someone else. She wrote, to clear things up for everyone commenting on my post calling me a snake. This is what the message read. Thought I'd clear a few things up. I was forced to have that conversation with Ash. Her and I are not close, nor spoke during the time filming. I was then forced to speak with Jess and producers then told me in front of Jess to tell her what Ash had told me just prior. I said no, and then Jess continued to ask, so I of course told her. The crocodile tears you saw were because I'd just been yelled at by production for not complying with another of their outrageous requests and had spent the last two hours in the bathroom so I couldn't be forced into a situation I did not want to be in. Once again, as I continue to tell everyone who decides to comment about something they know nothing about, you don't see everything. You saw the tiniest amount of footage and you see what they want you to see to create the most drama and publicity for the show. What they don't show is the bullying. She then shared another post of her with Jamie in a hotel and she wrote, 
In the disgusting motel room, Farmer Australia put us up in for the finale. Rampant with mice and cockroaches. Still managed to have lots of laughs with this beautiful soul. She then shared an Instagram quote that read, One, stand in your truth. Know what you went through. You don't need their admission or validation of what happened. Tara then commented on the post after someone said to her, Why is she so salty if she won the guy's heart? Something's fishy. Tara replied and said, Because watching it back, I have been portrayed in an awful light, which is the complete opposite of who I am. We are all pawns in their little game and have next to no idea about it until they send it to air. However, I did call my mum within a day of being on the farm and tell her that I was 100% going to be made into the villain as I picked up extremely early on what the show was all about. Thus, why I left as I struggle with constantly being singled out. Then coming back, you will hear I say I lost sight of the bigger picture as I was letting the producers get to me and couldn't focus on what was actually there for. I'm salty because of the effect this show and how I was negatively portrayed and to the near point of defamation of character, which will have the potential to negatively impact on any future endeavors, example jobs. Then when Tara was selected as Matt's final woman, This is what she wrote on Instagram on finale night. What a bloody whirlwind. The past few days in particular have been absolutely insane. The people who have been around me will attest to the fact that I have been on edge for quite some time, having to relive something filmed so long ago. All contestants have moved on with their lives, whether that be on the farm or not. Obviously, I'm incredibly disappointed in the way Fremantle Media, Channel 7 and the entirety of Farmer Wants a Wife was produced and edited. And regardless of those who say, you should know what you're in for. You never expect any person or company to do you so wrong like that. I had a rough time from the day I set foot on the farm, from being singled out consistently by producers and also being put in situations I did not agree with. But when speaking out, I was basically told to just shut up and go along with it. However, if I do take one thing out of this entire experience, it is that I will stand up for myself. I feel over the coming weeks, I will need to do that a little too much for one little person. However, I'm ready to take that on. I would like to sincerely thank all of those who have reached out to me to offer your support and love throughout the last few weeks and to those whose family and friends have supported me the entire journey. I am very well aware of the horrendous comments out there about me and shouldn't need to defend myself against them. I will, however, publicly call out anyone who has anything nasty to say about myself or any other ladies, unlike Farmer Wants a Wife have done. Your comments are unnecessary and are extremely hurtful, regardless of how small-minded you are. Now, I got in touch with a friend of Tara who spilled even more tea to So Dramatic. They said, Tara genuinely went on the show for love, despite what everyone is saying and what was shown. She made those Instagram posts because she was fed up and felt extremely betrayed by the edit she got. I can attest to the fact that I have never seen her cry in my life. She always stays out of drama and usually keeps to herself. The friend explains that Tara told her she was singled out on the first dinner night and Matt was told to take every girl away for a chat individually, but not to take her. The friend says, so when KJ came back crying, Tara asked if it was because she was leaving and she said, no, but I can't tell you who is. She was left sitting there thinking Tara was being sent home. Tara said Matt couldn't look her in the eye, but then said no one was being sent home. From what she told me, It sounded a lot more dramatic on the night than what was shown and emotions were running high and it was almost midnight. It would have been a lot to deal with. I think that's when she realized producers were going to edit her to make her be the villain. She did confront them about it and asked if that's what they were planning to do. They said to her, we're just doing our job and what we're being told to do from higher up. 
The friend also revealed that Matt had begged Tara to come back after she left and even said he would try to call the producers to get her back. However, once they were in front of the cameras, he told her it was a tough decision whether or not she should be allowed back. They made it look like she begged to get back on the show when in reality, Matt was the one that called and asked her to come back. All I can say is let's just hope this whole drama plays out at the reunion. Now, in a plot twist no one saw coming, Jake Edwards from Married at First Sight, his ex-fiancee Paige McCuskey, shared photos of herself at Matt's farm in January. The Sojuratic spy who sent these to me said, taken on Matt's farm in January of this year and shared on her Instagram, featuring his Kubota buggy, dog and farm signboard in the background. Do we have another reality TV love triangle, guys? It looks like we might. Matt was also tagging Married at First Sight bride Stacey Hampton in his stories just last week. I do not know what this all means, but I do know one thing. Seems like Matt is our farmer wants a wife super spreader. However, just to make things even more confusing to this whole saga, some contestants have speculated that they think Haley is actually back with Matt now. So maybe he pulls a Blake Garvey as well. My head is honestly spinning. Now for some happier news. I can confirm that Andrew and Jess are still together and very much in love. They are the only couple who lasted on this godforsaken show. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. While the farms may be in drought, Farmer Wants a Wife 2021 has been flooded with a number of scandals across this season, namely revolving around Farmer Sam Messina and whether or not he's a real farmer. In episode 88, which I dropped last week, I uncovered Farmer Sam's current criminal charges, which includes an AVO and seven stalking and assault charges on a former partner, and the proof which shows he's actually a truckie rather than the owner of the Canoundra farm he graces on screen. Go back and listen to that episode because it is super, 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 super juicy. And I did break the story first, even before a current affair who confirmed everything in my episode with a juicy expose on Farmer Sam a few days later. Turns out pigs aren't the only one telling porkies on these farms. This week I asked one of the contestants if any of the girls were actually aware of Sam's criminal history and this is what they told So Dramatic. I think there were rumours of it potentially when he was at the farm, but they wouldn't have found out for sure until the media aired it. Channel 7 hasn't said anything about it to them since it all came out. Now I've got a little prediction here that I'm going to make. I predict that one or more women will be taking legal action against the show this season. Watch this space. Now, some reunion tea on Sam. After dumping both his women before the finale, it seems not all love was lost for Sam. One contestant tells So Dramatic, okay, so Sam dumps both girls on the show before the finale and comes back to the reunion with some other girl, which is an exact copy of what happened last season with another farmer. Funnily enough, also called Sam. Must be something in the name. <laughs> And also both Italian, same, 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 Sam, Sam, Sam. But apparently this random chick he brought with him had also been sending nudes to another farmer. And she told another farmer that that farmer, who shall not be named, has an STD. Wow. So things aren't looking great for Sam in any aspect of his life. Interesting to note that farmer Sam doesn't follow any of his ladies, but he is following Lucy. So maybe there's a sequel to this mess of a show coming after all. Warning. <coughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys, gals, and non-binary pals today. 
before you go, I also have a super fun chat with Big Brother star Ari dropping sometime later this week. Unsure when, but I will keep you guys posted on Instagram and Facebook. So make sure you're looking out for that. It was such a fun chat. He is such a diva and I love his savage one-liners. He is iconic. When my publicist was like, you know, do you want to talk to Tully on the podcast? <laughs> I was like, no, not for me. <laughs> I am dying. Did Charlotte do the podcast? No way. <laughs> no, thank you, Tully. I mean, I'd never even heard of Tully because I didn't watch Big Brother and apparently she was on it like like 47 years ago or something. <laughs> so I was like, surely it's not that relevant. Thank God. I have so much juicy tea on my Patreon at the moment. I am also doing a super juicy Farmer Wants a Wife episode dropping on there right now today where I will be going into even more detail about Farmer Sam, aka Farmer Sham. So make sure you sign up for the Patreon. I will leave a link for that in the show notes. There is also a link in the show notes for my live show in Melbourne on November 7. Get them while they're hot. And guys, please leave a review. The haters are back in force. I'm almost down to three stars. And you all know that I'm a five-star bitch, as Trina would say. So please drown them out with your five-star ratings and positive reviews. Follow me on Instagram at So Dramatic Media, my new Instagram account, on Twitter at So Dramatic Pod, and join the Facebook group. You have to be there for our episode threads on Wednesday and Thursday night for Bachelor. The OG members know the mayhem. They go off. It is honestly the place to be on a Wednesday and Thursday night, even when we're not in Lockie D. For everything else, guys, go to the website www.sodramaticmedia.com and please keep sending in your tips and receipts to tips at sodramaticmedia.com or slide into my DMs if urgent or if you're sharing stuff from social media. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.